it back to a cut. Yeah. Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo. Here as always with Al Horford's biggest fan back in the house, six blocks the other day, Jake Eisenberg. What's it feel like having Dad? I thought you were talking about yourself. I was going to say, he's doing his intro for himself today. No, no, every, every, all the Backdoor Cut listeners fans know that I'm already on the Al Horford train. Yeah, look, I, I've never picked him to as my MVP after a season. <laughs> of the so league. I, I think there's no way I can be the number one. But yes, I'm stoked to have Al Horford back and playing like 2017. Um, Josh Matteo's MVP or whatever year that it was. Um, yeah, he's definitely the bright spot of the Celtics season so far. Yeah, we were saying I'm good, before. thanks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hasn't skipped hasn't skipped a beat, that guy. It's like he oh, never yeah. left Boston. Yeah. He's home. Anyway, with us, as always, Matt Beatty. Oh, I didn't give you one. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Screw you two. I, I hate Al Horford. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy well, your, your four assists. <laughs> my apologies there, Matt, because obviously you're the biggest Thunder fan on earth now with Josh Giddy there. Mate, the jersey is on order. It's on the way. Oh, uh, the airfares have been booked. I'm going. No, I haven't. Both of those haven't. Actually got real, but. <laughs> I was going to say they're, in, they're definitely. But if you keep playing well, there's a chance. Oh, absolutely. Sign me up. Okay, get, me over get me over there. The gear. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some. There'll be some giddy jerseys um, in Rebel Sport in no time if they're not already there. Well, you know what? Speaking of the gear, why don't we kick into our brand new weekly segment right off the bat? Backdoor Cuts, Rose Gold, Moment of the Week, of course. What else could we possibly be referring to? And uh, not to steal the limelight here, fellas, but it can only be one thing, and that is, of course, Josh Giddy's 10-assist, 18-point game in a 20-point, 26-point comeback against none other than the Lakers. Thunder could very well go the rest of the season without winning a game. And look at this guy taking on... Daddy LeBron's Lakers, albeit LeBron wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, still, he beat AD and Russell Westbrook. They both played. I thought you were going to say um, they might not lose another game. You're that high off uh, of that win. No, but... no, no. Realistically, <laughs> they will definitely lose another game. No, they're bad. But uh, you know who's not bad is Josh Giddy. Like, no, he's dude, not bad at all. This dude is um, is really, really good. So he's, yeah, he's seventh out of all rookies in scoring, but... Um, the, the five assists and the five, the six assists and six rebounds, just doing it all. Um, all the concerns about athleticism, not an issue. Kind of no. like, look, you know, it's early, but similar to Luca, doesn't have to be an elite athlete when you're that skilled and you're that size and you're able to pass and people have to respect your passing, your ability to drive. And he's shooting just well enough for people have to respect his shot as well. He's he's. Honestly, for a guy that's fresh out of college with a heap of knocks that he can't shoot at all, he's shooting pretty good. What's yeah. it from threes? Maybe not 40%, but he's got to be round yeah. about that mark. Close Giddy. to. Mm. No, he's, yeah, he's at, at 33. But, oh, 33. And only, only taking two and a half a game, but the shot looks fine. Like, it's a little bit, it's definitely a weird shot. Can we also just correct that he didn't go to college? 
and he played pro in the NBL. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, mistake, yeah. <laughs> Fresh out of college, you know what I mean? Yeah, Draftees, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah he's a rookie. First Man, I'm just, I'm just here for all these commentary takes where it's like, oh, he was playing with men. He learned how to yeah. be a pro. And that's oh, why yeah. he's good. Oh, you know, you, you can't go a Thunder game without copying that now. You mean our draftee professional basketball player, Josh Giddy? Yeah, course, absolutely. Because he just played a season in the NBL, <laughs> which he did much the same thing. Like, wasn't quite lighting it up from shooting, but plenty of rebounds, plenty of assists, a lot of playmaking, huge size. There's, there's nothing, especially considering the other NBL players who have just made the jump, there's nothing to say that Giddy can't keep contributing and getting better he's just in that mold of, of yeah those i mean we've had a few point guards enter the league in the last few years <laughs> where they just kind of fill up the stat sheet not like they're not going to go drop 40 but like mm. they just do a little bit of everything and he's i think exactly in that same sort of mold and I, it's it's just been that i actually really enjoyed the thunder i know that they're not going to win that many games this year but i i do think that what they're doing there is is interesting and it's i mean sga is a genius I, I mean that's oh. been the case since his rookie year and he's only what 22 i think like yeah. he is like it's i think this team is going to they're doing all the right things in terms of the tank and it's just like well you know if you can acquire these these good picks and hopefully they turn out well that's you're going to be up the other end again hopefully not too in the not too distant future and definitely not a bad backcourt to be building off sga and giddy like the playmaking size everything <clears> from this is tremendous like they they just need the role players around them now for sure and like the the defense i think will come in time as giddy gets bigger and stronger uh sga is a okay defender but he's got this like at the backcourt position like if you're gonna have uh sga at his size and then a six foot eight guy that can kind of play two three it it gives you a really good a, a baseline um, defensively, you know, versus a lot of other backcourts, just having the ability to rebound at that spot. Um, but his thing that I've obviously been the most impressed with, I think, is the thing that we knew he was amazing at coming in, is the passing. Mm. Like he, to me, is on that top tier level of passer already. Like the the quality and the difficulty of some of the passes he throws, like drop offs in traffic, cross court stuff with either hand, like. It's, it's really high-level stuff. And you, you you start with that. The Thunder, if they could actually finish some of the the dimes that he's, that he's throwing out, his assist numbers would look even better. Like there's a few. I mean, he had one really nice one where the center just blew the blew the layup. And so I didn't make the House of Highlights Instagram feed so no one, no one saw it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the Thunder, for how bad they are, and granted we're six games in, have been – watchable enough where I'm like I'm, I'm really enjoying watching them still so hopefully that continues and they they keep losing close games because that makes them, them watchable throughout the year um, we don't want them winning too many that's for sure no no I, I again I don't think they'll be winning too many games this year but if Giddy can keep them in close till the last two minutes then cheering that's a great result yeah, and I know you wanted to give a shout out to second place silver yeah, yeah, medalist. Yeah. Not not rose gold, but silver medalist. <laughs> Just wanted to give a quick shout out to our man Matisse Tybal, who the other day for Philly got like four blocks, five assists, or something crazy. We were saying it throughout the Olympics. He just has the look of a guy that can rip steals and smash blocks. 
in the NBA all game long, all season long. He was doing it on the three-point line in the Olympics. So if that ever transferred over, you've got one monster of a wing defender in waiting, and it looks to be transferring over. So very exciting. Yeah, he's averaging 2.3 steals of 1.5 blocks, which is nuts. Outrageous to be getting <laughs> off close the bench. to yeah, yeah, to getting close like to twenty one minutes a game or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. Come on. Um, I, part of that is he sometimes does get beat off the off the bounce, but his recovery is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he just swivel his head and swat oh, it from the sky instead. Who did he? Who was it? Cam Reddish. He had him in hell the other night. That was a rough, rough sequence for Cam Reddish. Man, these people they think that they're completely clear, clear of him. And then it's just Spider-Man. Yeah, what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I just wish the, the three ball like from the Olympics carried over. I don't that's just gonna be tough to get on the floor if he can't do anything on, on offense. Uh but he's still got time, my man. That three will come good. I love your optimism, man. You Good. gotta be. You gotta be. I was a Bulls fan. <laughs> you have to be optimistic. Otherwise, I, nothing. He just got to let it fly, man. He'll, yeah. he'll 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 get opportunity. Just got to let it yeah. fly. But Shoot in, him in, when, when the looks are there. In Tybull's case, there's good reason for optimism. I think he's yeah. shown to be an extremely hard worker. He's already a monster defensively, and his form is reasonable. He's just got to start sinking him. So in time. Yeah. Um. While we're on the topic of you know giddy. That was a very nice rose gold segment, but moving on to, you know, his compatriots, the other rookies that he's mm. competing with this season for the coveted Rookie of the Year award, which I think Ben Simmons might still be in the running for. <laughs> I, I have to double check. Hey, that. better get but, on the floor quick. He's gonna run out of games. <laughs> he's gonna lose the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, uh, while Giddy is doing his best hero of Australia impression. <laughs> there are other rookies out there also doing bits right now. They're mm. also in the running. And let's touch on some of them, where they're at, what you're thinking. Who is going to win this race? Who's Who's got pole position? I'm talking guys like Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Green, Giddy himself, Cade Cunningham. He only just came back. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, fellas? Um, so I placed a bet on... Rookie of the year before the season, and it was Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. And I would say he's definitely at the top of the list at this moment, leading all rookies in scoring. He has a lot of responsibility for Toronto right now, especially with uh, Siakam out. Handling, playmaking, he could, man, he's huge. He is a giant, and he is a super athlete. He had the the play on the the defensive play transition, three dribbles. Tomahawk Jam, Giannis-esque, Ben Simmons-esque. Already taken threes. Offense is looking um, more advanced than what I thought it would be. I'm not a, a big college watcher, but the, the knock on him coming in was whether or not he would be able to do anything offensively. But it looks pretty smooth to me, the jump out. Like, it doesn't look like uh, uncomfortable for him at all. Uh, but yeah, his ability to do it all and play, like you talk, we talk about guys with, with motors, a la Jayshon Tate. An NBL legend, he's got he's got that. He's everywhere. Um, locked my boy Tatum up. Outplayed mm. him in, against the Raptors. Uh, yeah, man, he's he's been awesome. He's been my favorite rookie to watch so far, and kind of why I, I was high on the Raptors coming in because I thought he just adds another like six foot nine 
do everything guide to the mix. I got to agree with you for the most part. Like Scotty Barnes has been killing it. So he probably had like that one intro game, getting a feel of it. Even in that, he played not half bad for a mm-hmm. for literal first timer. But um, since then, he's he's getting round about that twenty point mark. You know, pretty comfortably within the flow of the game, I would say. Mm. Defending hard, he um, no one can speak higher of this kid's attitude, like oh. to practice and to playing hard and playing the right way and being a good teammate and all that stuff. It just it it seems like it's just going to blossom and blossom. They found the perfect spot for him, um, a coach that is definitely going to get more out of him than you know some of the others in the league. It's great. He's probably atop my list as well, Jakey boy. Masai did it again, Beatty. What do you reckon? I <laughs> I, I got to admit, I didn't. Same as you, Jake. I, I didn't follow much of him coming out, and in the draft, I was paying attention to other prospects more than than him. He, I mean, you can't argue with it. So far, what with two or three weeks into the season, and yes, he has easily been the best rookie, and I think he's absolutely going to be in the mix, right? I, I, I agree with you, Josh. He's in a, a good spot. I mean, Toronto and I, I think Nurse has kind of proven his chops since he's been in the league and it, he's going to be a good player, we hope, right? Mm. I I mean, the Siakam fit, like how, what, who who loses out when Siakam comes back? Like, is, 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 is obviously he's going to play and I've, I think he's still going to start, but it's just like mm. someone, someone slides out, right? Well, I think they're going to go small a fair bit, um, because their their center position isn't awesome, you know. Ken yeah. Birch and and Boucher have been pretty good, but then you can you can go like OG. I know we off air we said you know Thibault's entering the best perimeter defender in the league mm. conversation, but Ananobi has the size that where he can kind of he can he can guard the LeBrons, go up, and he can also bang with some of the. I mean, no one can bang with the Embiid's of the league, but you know he can handle Bam. He is and, and very kind of, strong. Yeah. yeah. And so you put, you know, Siakam, OG, Scotty as your as your front court. I mean, Jesus Moses, that's a lot of um, athleticism. The athleticism is off the charts, yeah. Yeah, and then Van Vliet's good defender at his spot. Gary Trent's really the only the only guy where he's not an amazing defender, but they've got the they've got the system where it's fine. So I think that would be what they do a fair bit, be my guess, and then just mix and match Boucher and. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Otherwise, I feel like Gary Trent could easily come off the bench and Scotty Barnes could slide down. Like, Yeah, that's, I think Gary that's Trent's possibly a spot up the guy. other option, right? Yeah. There's room yeah. for him in this team, 100%. Oh, there's 100%. Oh, precious. That's what I'm forgetting. Right. Um, so Precious, who's been, who's been good, but yeah, he's only, you know, playing, I think he played 17 minutes in the, against the Pacers. Um, so, most surprising rookie, speaking of which, um, Chris Duarte. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even listen. This guy yeah, has been yeah. exploding. <laughs> like, where did this come from? Honestly, knew absolutely nothing about him. I just knew that he was one of those, um, you know, 24-year-old. Yeah, senior, you know, coming in ready. NBA, T- Tibbs wanted him, apparently, mm. that kind of guy. And for good reason, it looks like. Just not scared. And I think no. that comes with with playing uh, more college years. He's transition threes, gunner. Uh, yeah, he looks he looks really good. One of the um, few bright spots of the paces we probably touch on maybe a bit later. Um, but he's yeah, I think, definitely the most surprising. I think right now it definitely looks like 
Scotty Barnes has the the front mm. position locked up, maybe with a bit of heat from Giddy behind him. I was going to um, say um, Mobley well, probably. I have yeah, a pretty I, I close think, second. I think after Barnes, it, honestly, it could run. It, there's a few names you could throw out there, but yeah, but Mo, like Mobley has been impressive. I think at least in the, could, if we're talking raw box score stuff, like he's filling yeah. the stat sheet. He got a lot of buzz last week um, after the Clippers game. Really good defensively. He's awesome. He can, he can just do everything on kind of both ends. Like, and at that size, there was a few KG comparisons floating around because you know KG can actually run some pick and roll and but also defend everyone. Um, he's really skilled, and I love I love that he can he can play. He's basically playing three, four, and five for yeah. for Cleveland. It's pretty wild considering the whole Jared Allen thing in the off season, and I think people were a little bit, you know, scratching their heads when they Me. took Mobley. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, how's the fit? How's this going to work? And I mean, obviously, it's it's early days, but like, I, I, this is the case for take the best guy on the board, right? Oh, yeah, I was, I was more scratching my head with the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, contract yeah. to clarify. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but I he's been unreal. I was going to say Mobley. Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, they're probably all in this tier where they're all going to get big numbers on their teams. Like there's no one getting in the way of that. Jalen Green's going to get points for the Rockets and he's going to have his nights. And Cade Cunningham, early days, I saw him diving on a loose ball, showing hustle. Detroit loved that. He had a pretty rough opening night, but he only played like 20 minutes and obviously his first game and stuff. So, uh, As the season goes on, you can definitely see these guys getting their numbers, yeah. you know, looking looking good in the process. Yeah. If you're doing a redraft, you know, uh, two weeks into the season, um, I I would be shocked if the Rockets didn't wouldn't want to take Mobley over Jalen Green. I I've actually watched a fair bit of Rockets for some reason. Uh, mm. they played the Celtics. I watched them today against the Lakers. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. I just think he's he's gonna he's a bucket getter, super athletic. Um, he's a hooper. Yeah, God. Bit of a hooper. He's definitely a hooper. Not a basketball <laughs> player. Not a lot of defense. Right. Not a lot of passing. Uh, not that big. Super I athletic. Mean, and, and that's what it looked like coming in as well. So this is not a shock to anyone by any stretch. They just thought he would be that good at scoring that nothing else matters. And he may still get he there. Still yeah, might be. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. early days. Look, I'm um, not writing him off yet. Okay? No, no. But I hear, I hear, I I get the same sort of vibe so far. If anything, my favorite rookie on the Rockets so far has been Shangun. Of course, oh, mate. We've got the weekly Shangun reference in. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you see his? What was it like a? I don't know if it was a alley oop or a putback or what, but there was a big Shangun bucket the other day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I saw. Nice. He's got soft hands. He's looking good. I like him. He's fine. I he's fine. I had a rough one today against the Lakers, but that's... Oh, I didn't see today. That's but yeah, like, know. you know, Anthony Davis is pretty good. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, for a rookie from yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like, he, he um, he had a, he, he's really good in the post. It's really yeah, funny watching a guy that really want Everybody bites on the pump fake. I think because they know he's a white Euro. Everybody knows he's going to put try and get those shots up. But he just wants to pump fake, one dribble, and then turn, back you down, drop step. I guess what surprised me about him so far is that a guy with that kind of skill set, you would, if if I was to describe him to you, you would picture him to be like lumbering and slow. Mm. And he's not at all. Like he's pretty nimble. He's not a big guy, like 
on the thinner side for a big man. So like it's a it's a really interesting skill set. Yeah, yeah, and like it's just rookies are man. They they just don't impact winning for the most part, and it's so it's just so hard to like a, like make big calls on on rookies. But I lo- I'll write I'll write them off with it if I need to. Like I, I mean, I think if we bring it back to your 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 bet, Jake. Uh, I mm. mean, early days again, but yeah, I think I think rookie of the year is always accounting stat one, and and mm. I think Barnes is going to have that in, in 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 the two weeks or three weeks mm. we've seen. Like he's he's getting the opportunities, he's getting the shots to to kind of mm. fill it up. I agree. The, the past few years, it definitely seems like rookie of the year goes to whoever has padded the box score the most. And if there's two guys where it's really really close, then it'll go to between them whose team was better but that yeah. doesn't happen too often exactly yeah it, it, it's typically yeah not who's on the best team which is why tatum didn't get it uh shouted that one year but um and he only got one crack at it as opposed to ben so <laughs> yeah. but, um, he yeah, no. also only got one crack at it <laughs> oh yeah 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 um but yeah it's I, i'm liking the rookies so far it's always fun like seeing the, yeah the i love the rookies this year i think jalen suggs is another one i like it's got good potential, this class. I think mm. just like this could be a few years down the track, we're still talking about all these guys and they're mm. all good. So that, that's yeah. that's good, right? Really yeah. good. Really good. There's also, what's his name? Dotson on the Kings. Davian Mitchell. Li- Davian Mitchell, oh, Mitchell on the Kings. Mitchell. Is, not, uh, not, yeah. not Dotson. A uh, little monster, that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's good too. Um, David Mitchell, you said you liked Jalen Suggs. I haven't been a, he's, I think he's struggled pretty hard, but he has. He I has, but. He does. Yeah, his, there's something there. I just don't know whether we'll actually ever get to see it. I'm yeah. sure we will, but yeah, you know. It's just one to keep a, an eye on the odds, I reckon, if, if you were going to keep the, the punting theme with this one. Because I, mm. I, I think there'll be value until until someone really pulls away. Like, yeah. It'll be interesting anyway. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Um, definitely keeping my eye on that one. would be nice to win one uh, for once. Should be cool. Well. Something else which would have had great odds at the time because not a lot of us actually predicted these. There is a few teams, fellas, who have started the season either 5-1 and one or 1-5 one and five so far. And for the most part, or not for the most part, but there's a lot in here that I definitely, in our over-under special, was not picking. For instance, the Bulls have started 5-1. and one. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't see that coming. Same as the Knicks. Wizards, five and one, the Wizards. Is there any... All right, kick off. <laughs> What's your biggest surprise? What's the I one mean, here? It's got to yeah, be the Wizards, surely. Wizards, right. yeah, the Wizards <laughs> are the biggest surprise, for sure. Um, and two of those coming against the Celtics, which I know we're going to touch on a little bit later with the backdoor cut ball coming up tomorrow. But yeah, they're the, they're the most surprising, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense in a way when you when you watch Westbrook on the Lakers um, that they could be better. You know, like you switch out Westbrook for guys that just play their roles and can do everything Westbrook does um, and more because, you know, you, you ship out Westbrook, you bring in Tim Woody, Kuzma, Coldwell Pope and Harrell to pick up that $40 million, $45 million worth of contract and – that production's going to vastly outweigh your your Westbrook minutes. Well, the Lakers would beg to differ, it seems. They think pairing 
Westbrook and his minutes with two other big name stars who can do it all is much better than that kind of depth. But you know, Wizards starting the season five and one, there's an argument to be made here. The Wizards look like a better team than they've looked since what? When John Wall and Brad Bill actually made it pretty deep in the playoff that one time years and years ago. Mm. Yes. And yes, all I it did. took all it took was some capable help. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, very, very capable backup point guard, starting point guard, wherever you put him. He's going to create looks off the bounce and he's going to attack the rim. Kuzma's, he pulled down like 20 rebounds yesterday yeah. or something. So dude's got a chip on his shoulder for sure. Harold's a monster in this team where it's just frenetic energy all the time, high scoring. Like last year, Wizards were with their last year team had games where they scored like 150 points or something silly. So, you know, good on them. Yeah, this team can <laughs> score. On them. This, this, team, this team can get buckets. Even even Bertans still, like, hasn't shot well, basically, since he signed that contract, um, which is pretty funny. Actually, he got to 39% in the end last year. Man, it felt like so much worse than that every time I watched him. Really? Um, I, I always feel the opposite. I'm always like, this guy, this is going in. Every time he gets it, like I just feel like he's one of those guys for me. I, I know it's, it's not, but like that's oh, I always I'm scared of him whenever he's on the floor. That's how I felt two years ago. Um, I mean, it's funny you, you you watch like a handful of the wrong games, and that like yeah, it's just yeah. and that and that'll just blow your perception out. But um, he's yeah, he's off to an okay start, thirty three percent on the year. But yeah, they're just deeper now. Yeah, um, I think that is yeah. easily the biggest point. They're just a much deeper team. They've got a, a load more of just good NBA players mm. on their roster. And yeah. I think in it's the East, it's, it moves the needle for them mm. from where they were last year to, you know, obviously, again, early days, but where they p- potentially could be in, in the mix in the playoffs this year in the East. Yeah. And, like, they, they kind of know what they what they are and what they're doing. Uh, I forgot so Aaron Holiday as well, who I've always loved. I know Josh is a big Aaron Holiday fan. I am. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's Beal, who hasn't even been that good to start the year. Like, yeah. he's been struggling, which is kind of scary. Um, and then you got, yeah, I, I love, I like when there's two really good initiators, they can run the pick and roll, get in attack. Um, and then a lot of shooting. I know Gafford went down so, and that hasn't really yeah. caught up to them yet. Um, so we'll see how they go with that. Cause but they've, kinda... got, they've got Harold now, like the, yeah, the, know, big, the big thing about Gafford last year was like, Whoa, look at this center that can jump and pull down rebounds. Look how much energy he's got. They didn't have anyone else on the roster like that. So I think now bringing in Harold, they can actually survive this Gafford injury a lot easier because I, I, he's out for a while, if I'm not wrong. Oh, he's out for a while, and I, th- I think it could, I don't even know they don't have another center on the roster. But Thomas Bryant, but yeah. he's, I yeah, think yeah. he's out long. He's term, pretty good. Isn't he? He's out. he is good, but he's um. I think he did he his ACL last year. Yeah, ACL last yeah. year. I reckon he'll be back soon. Um, that would be huge for them because he was really good to start the year last year. Um, but right now they they don't even like looking at their um, their roster and like ESPN. No one even has the power forward designation outside of um, so it's just Harold and then Kuzma's like their next biggest guy. Oh, yeah. Isaiah Todd, but he's a second round rookie. I mean Hachimura hasn't played yet, has he? He's been out too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's actually fucking even more impressive that they've been able to go five and one with with a few guys missing. So um, most surprising. But also someone I would definitely be like sustainability, not someone I see being in like the top three seeds um, once it once we start getting some more teams figuring some stuff out. 
Yeah, we'll have to revisit that one come like the 20 game mark. If they're yeah. 19 and 1 then, I'll start to worry. Yeah, we might have to take them seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take it to 19 and 1. Um, but there's like there's a few so we got the Bulls, the Knicks, the Heat, the Wizards, the Jazz and the Warriors. Those are our hmm. 5 and 1 teams so far and like the Jazz, we all had them as locks for or not locks, but we all had them over and either top or second seed in the West. So yeah. that's no real surprise. The Warriors getting off to such a hot start maybe is a bit more surprising, yeah. but they do have Steph Curry after all, so you can't be shocked. Um, Bulls, I definitely did not see starting the season 5-1. to one. No. It's kind of worried me a bit. You'd think, like, worried? You're up 5-1, to one. but... It just seems like all these games, they're so close to losing and yes. against rubbish teams. So I do fear a, like, you know, 15 and 5 start and then fall to, like, 30 and 30. We just lose most of the rest of the next games. Um, Patrick Patrick Williams just got injured for the rest of the season. That's yeah, a that's, huge loss. That's the big one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried this... Uh, if any of my rambling didn't make sense there. I'm worried that this five and one is very much a mirage. Look, man, it very likely could be, very possibly could be a mirage. Uh, it felt like this season's been going on for a long time. And then I went to check the standings and like make the mostly surprising list. And I was like, oh, everybody's played six games. Yeah. Which is, which is right. two more <laughs> than a preseason or a full preseason for some teams. And so, yeah. And you've got guys that are working themselves back into shape, James Harden, um, injury, COVID, whatever it may be. There's definitely way too early to be to be panicking or saying that teams are going to be who they are if they're being amazing. But Brady, any um, any surprises here for you? I just to still on the Bulls. Like I, I again, I think it's kind of similar to Washington, where they were pretty active in free agency. And there's a couple of new faces on this team, and they're all like good NBA players. And I think from a depth point of view, they're just they're just a deeper team than they were last year. And they they they, they can score the ball in multiple ways. I, I was a bit concerned about the fit with with. I mean, it was a trade last year, but Vucevic, and then you bring mm. in guys like Lonzo, and it's it's kind of the style is a bit clashing. And then obviously DeRozan as well. But like, I don't know. I, I think that diversity in offense is is going to be good, right? And and defensively, they haven't been you know, as bad as probably we thought they could be. So it's, uh, it, again, I, I'm optimistic about this team when I wasn't at the start of the year, two, two, two weeks ago. So it's it's been a fun ride so far. What I will say is that this team has shit loads of playmaking in it. it yeah. Like, Zach can obviously playmake, DeRozan can obviously playmake, even Vooch can playmake, uh, Kobe White, when he comes back, can play make like Caruso. Yeah, Caruso, like, Caruso yeah, is like, Lonzo. like I, I know on the Lakers, you kind of get this gravitational pull of just attention because you're on the Lakers, but mm. he's now not on that team and he is still good. So it's yeah, sort of like, I, I, well, okay. I thought highly of him last year and I think even higher of him now since coming to the Bulls. Like he's genuinely a good player with a funny looking head and that's not his fault, but needs his due, man. He's so good. I think I think he has his due. I think he's got the credit. I think he's got the appreciation around the league now at this point. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point, Josh. And I think that that's something that over and over again in 
makes a good team is playmaking. The more people mm. you can have that can shoot, dribble, pass, for create a shot for themselves and someone else, the better. Yeah, um, definitely. That's yeah. that's the only saving grace I've got so far. But kind of conversely to this, to the Bulls and my Mirage theory, <laughs> I think the Heat and their early start is concrete. I've watched, mm. a, couple, watched a couple of Heat games so far and they have looked exceptionally good like better than the year they made the finals good they're intense they are really intense they're really good man uh the defense has been really impressive there's been some stretches where you're like good luck suffocating yeah good luck man um just shoot over the top because it's not worth it trying to get in there like really it's it's not worth it they even um without bam crushed the grizzlies yeah, no P- and PJ was huge in that game. Yeah. So whoever was, I don't know if we even said whether PJ would be a big loss for the Bucks. I don't know if he's a big loss for the Bucks, but he's definitely a big gain for the Heat. He's swung things in a lot of games. Well, I tell you what, um, the Bucks fans I spoke to that were saying that Semiogile is basically PJ Tucker. Um, <laughs> we're wrong. <laughs> 0 for 10 to start the season three. Uh, I noticed he got benched today. Uh, <laughs> In a loss again, the Bucks have got not just a start too, but yeah, I think I think it's too early for the Heat as well because their main concern for me is depth and age, and that's not going to show itself in the first two weeks. And that's kind of what I was about to say. Like simple, how are they playing wise? I am convinced they can keep this up all year long. The only thing that will, you know, point me in another direction from that is injuries, which we can't be sure of because they've had them, and they are old. But the the when they do play, they're playing fucking good ball. And look, you can say that for any team if they stay healthy, yada yada yada. But their injury profile, I mean, their risk profile is a bit higher. They have mm. less guys that they can play and feel good about, and their most important guys are old. Mm. Um, but at the same time, these I'm not ready to adjust like how what we think of players and how old they can be at their peaks because it seems to just be getting longer and longer. So Definitely. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too worried, but I still don't, I don't yeah. I'm holding it's, reservations still for the heat. And that's fair. That's hey, it's fair. My, it's a Miami Mafia, yeah. baby. I'm here for it. The culture? It's the culture. It's it's Spo. It's Pat Riley. It's, 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 it's the vibe. I'm with you, Beatty. I mean, Hero's back as well. Right. Yeah, he's playing great this year. And, like, Kyle Larry has just dropped into this team like he's been a Heat player his whole life. That's the kind of player he is, man. He can, yeah, he can do yeah, anything. Yeah. I know, but, like, he's you still got to introduce this new guy to a new team that was fighting for a championship just, you know, two years prior. Like, it's mm-hmm. a new everything. And he, he's made it look so impressively easy. Yeah. And, I mean, saying that, though, he was on a team that won a championship only – couple of years ago as well yep. so it, like yep. the, the caliber of player that you're bringing in here is is high i think if anything we've probably been a little bit sort of to jake's point oh he's a bit old blah 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 blah, blah. and it's just like well he's still a good basketball player <laughs> yeah it's fucking good and if we're going to be like hey chris paul can do this yeah yeah um yeah look and a lot of these old guys have looked really good al horford yeah uh pj tucker still Larry, i obviously. definitely think there is something in what you're saying jake like yeah. We used to think, you know, you start your prime when you're, what, 26, 27, and yeah. you exit it when you're 32-ish. But that's just not the case anymore. When's, the, when's the first ESPN over 35s list? Yeah. Oh. 
soon. Hey, it would be a good <laughs> list right now. Like you got obviously LeBron. Um, It'd just be the Lakers. Sorry? It'd just be the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> How many of them are actually making the top 10 of that list? <laughs> I don't know. Over 35s, I would say they'd have a they'd have a presence on there. Yeah, it'd be LeBron. <laughs> I know, Melo, best shooter in the league. Yeah. Do, you, do you get extra bias for being older like LaMelo did mm. on, on the young list? Oh, because he's got more years to, to yeah, get the old. Yeah, right. definitely. If you're 40 and still putting it up, then you get a bit more leeway. <laughs> well, and I guess you Donis, then he'll be at the top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he hasn't played in five years. He's got, hey, man, he's getting that NBA uh, check. Yeah. Oh, I know. Seems like uh, a waste of roster spot. There's, that's the problem with their depth. They're paying you know, Hanslin, but if the... The cultural impact, man. Can't yeah, he might. He must be hella important for that heat culture. God damn. <laughs> what a um, fucking job! I know, right? Cheerleader, really. Yeah. Anyway, Can, uh, converse to our five and one teams. There's some surprises in the one and five bucket. We didn't mm-hmm. quite expect all these teams to start so badly. I mean, Pistons, Magic, Rockets, Thunder, Pelicans. I don't think any of us would have been. Oh, Jake's been very sell, sell, sell on the Pelicans. Like I, I, I think for me the big ones are the Clippers and the Pacers and the Pacers, yeah. right? Clippers yeah. and Pacers are the huge ones for me. Like can't really put them in the same bucket as Thunder team that is trying to lose. Oh no, there's a very obvious group of um, teams here that you expect to be awful: Pistons, Magic, Rockets, Thunder. Even for someone who was as low as they were on the Pelicans, this is nice to see the um, the luck of the year after a one and six start. Yeah, um, and, then and they they look worse than yeah. even what I thought they would be. They look yeah. so so bad. Yeah, and look if you haven't seen the video of Zion warming up before at a game, I recommend just looking that that one up. Um, and if you can find someone that would take your money for an under missing the playoffs, <laughs> I recommend giving it to them because I don't think he's be back anytime soon. And if he is, they're so going to be rough but yeah the most surprising is definitely the paces and the clippers and i was i was someone who went over on on paces Me too. Uh, th- they've they've played a lot of close games they were up 20 opening night against the hornets and they came back they've had two overtime games they won one off they lost to the raptors in a in a game that went down to the wire as well so th- they're most surprising but they're a team where i do think that it could level out. Yeah, definitely. I think it can still level out. Like, as you say, they've been entertaining for a lot of these games that they've been in, and their players are, seem to be figuring out the Carlisle way, if you will. Um, of going one and five. No, no. <laughs> no we, I... As we said, they, they haven't started with the wins to show it, but they're playing... All right. My thing um, is just like I look up and down the roster and obviously, yes, there's good NBA players there, but I just think they have less of them than other teams. And that's that's going to be the challenge, right? How do you – when you just have that gap in talent, like it doesn't matter how good the coach is. It doesn't matter about other aspects. It's just like, well, you know, but you that's, just need that's better players. That's the thing though because like this same roster, even with coaches they didn't like, went on winning streaks like what was it? Two years ago, they finished with fifty something wins, or yeah, something but, like that. And then the converse argument there is that in free agency, other teams have, have done things, and they made. Uh, we, let's use your Bulls yeah, as an example, right? Like, they, I mean, again, you want to 
pace the DeRozan thing. DeRozan's a good player. I keep, I, I always feel like I come back to this, but like, mm. like if you put DeRozan <laughs> on the paces, like um, the paces probably be a lot better. Like the, um, that, it's pretty sort of simple in that in that respect, right? Yeah, no, no, it's a good point. The rest of the league or the rest of the conference, I should say, have. Have caught up. Gap. I mean, Charlotte's yeah, yeah. another team. I mean, we mm. didn't really talk about them much in the five and one win squad, but like a, two, a couple of years ago, they were like laughing stock, not even a factor, and now well, then, they're they're kind of up and about. I could just be grossly underestimating how much the rest of the East has improved. I do think that's that's a massive factor, and not just the East, but the NBA as a whole. Right now, you're running pretty low on teams that are tanking uh at least thunder at least to start it's like it's thunder rockets magic pistons and the other the rest of the teams are trying to win like the pelicans is even though they're one and six yeah they've already got the pressure from zion to be winning um despite him actually playing it all but um yeah so like and and not just teams you know avoiding tanking when they probably shouldn't be. We're going to push for the play-in and that's going to make it feel like we made the playoffs. No, these teams have have made a lot of smart moves. They've gotten better and there's not a lot of easy wins rolling around. And so you're right, Brady, like the the Hornets weren't a flash in the pan last year. They've gotten better. The the Bulls are better. And I I was definitely not super high on the DeRozan thing, but yeah, he, how often did we, were we like, how are the Spurs doing this? Can we? Can we? Can they not make the playoffs? We're sick of the Spurs because he was their best player. He's good in close games. He's his nails from mid from mid range and yeah. from the free throw line. He had a bit of a whoopsie on the um, the Knicks game where it was clearly supposed to go to Zach and he dribbled into double um, a double team. But for the most part, he's been really good. And so, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of easy wins. And so maybe that's where the Pacers have run into it. It's just um, insane. Squeak that. out any. In saying all that, I actually, I've come around a bit on this. Maybe they won't be as hot as I thought they would be. But I do think they will level out, as you said initially, Jake. Like, they've got a good coach. There's enough good players on this team. Some are still out, mind you. Good players still out. I still think there's enough good players on this team with a solid enough system that they can be a good, not incredible team. Hmm. Yeah, look, Brog didn't play today. I mean, yesterday. So, you know, that's always part of it early in yeah. the season. Um, and we've been saying it forever, but they've got to figure out this Sabonis-Miles Turner thing. Man, Miles Turner is just forever going to be one of those guys where if you watch the right five minutes, you're going to think that <laughs> he deserves <Whoa>. the max. <laughs> yeah. And if you, like, yeah, if you watch this 40-point game, you'd be like, they've got Sabonis and Turner. Genius. Can't believe you've got him on that kind of contract steal. And then four points the next night. It's like, what? The, how is yeah. that possible? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. So, um, what, what about the Clippers? Do you expect them to hang this low? No. So, not not at all. I thought they were going to be... I mean, they're only one of four. So, not, they're not fully the one of five crew. Mm. Um, but, yeah, man, I thought that they would they would be one of those teams that are gonna, just going to play harder than some teams on a lot of nights and scrape out wins because that's kind of what we saw from them in the playoffs without Kawhi was like Reggie Jackson doing his thing, Terrence Mann showing everybody that he shouldn't have been drafted in the second round, that kind of stuff. But um, 
hasn't kind of fallen that way yet. But again, you know, I think everybody's fucking trying hard. New season, Cavs look good. Yeah. See if that, you know, that that, that energy uh, carries on on a lot of other nights. I think that, that it could be just one of those little blips. This is one where I, I, I think there's enough talent on this team that yeah. it will sort of level out, right? There's enough pros, there's enough vets on this team. I mean, poor George just himself is, you know, he's a superstar player. Like, if you've got that guy, you're going to win some games. And it's just, I guess, trying to get everyone back on the court and, and finding some, some rhythm. Yeah, regular season, yeah. P- regular season PG's been um, been cooking. It's just, um, and they're still missing a Barker as well. So that's part of it. And I guess when you're in the playoffs, it's so game plan specific. You can sh- tighten up the rotation. So that's probably part of it too. But um, there does seem to be, and maybe this is just speculation on my part, a lack of vibes emanating from the Clippers right now, though. And I don't mean lack of good vibes, just anything. It seems like a lifeless, there's just nothing happening there. Isn't that just the Clippers, though? Yeah, maybe that one year where it was Doc and, and Lou yeah. Will and there was, there was yeah, some vibes yeah. that year. Heaps of like, vibes coming out that year. I think in general, that's just that organization. That's true. Look, man, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's exactly right. Like when I was in LA one time and I went to the Lakers um, on one night and then uh, the Clippers the next, <laughs> the energy is just in a different stratosphere. <laughs> The, the, I don't know if they I think Clippers tickets are just cheaper. You know, you're, <laughs> you're going to see the other team. Like, yeah, it's just there's just not the energy. And, and and they even called it out in the playoffs. Like Clippers, the Clippers players are like people talking shit about our fans and how they're not loud. It's like they're not loud. And um, yeah, I think you're right. It's just there's no I mean, juice. And Paul George is a where's he's not he's not a juice guy. Yeah, he's not a juice guy. He's a hard guy. If he's your number one guy, it's hard to kind of rally behind that guy, right? And obviously, Although, their number one guy is also out, so it's it's kind of like, well, now we're I would also argue, PG. though, that PG's best ever basketball came as the number one guy on a team. The Pacers or the Thunder? Pacers. Yeah, that's fair. It was a long time ago, but yeah, you're right. It was yeah. a long time ago, but maybe he's the kind of guy that does more with less you give him well, too much and he, he takes a back seat he chills out they, they, i mean he, he just needs more from the guys around him like you know he, he he dropped 42 against the blazers and they lost by 20 yeah that's really bad so like that's a problem and I, again like i think this was similar to in the east it's just the standard of the other teams right now like you can rattle off four or five other teams in, in the west who are all just better straight mm-hmm. up right now so it's like it's in that sense that maybe it's not a surprise I, I don't know yeah it's a good point and like um there's been some teams that have looked pretty good out the gate like the Timberwolves have looked pretty good uh they're they're, they're a fun one I, I really enjoyed talk about juice anthony edwards is like the juice factory Mate, yeah. oh yeah dude he juice drips from that guy holy shit i really like him um just from that perspective he's got a little bit all over the place when he plays sometimes, but man, you don't have to worry about him bringing it. Um, cool. Well, I guess to summarize that, the Pacers, in my opinion, is probably the surprise, or oh, I guess you Clippers as well. Clippers and Pacers, they're the surprise of the worst teams to start the league. 
Yes. Um, both have plenty still to come, though. Lots of talent on those squads. Lots of injuries still. We'll see. We never know. Maybe that's why they play the game. What we can preview, though, is tomorrow's backdoor cup bowl. How exciting. Only get a Ew. couple of these every year. It's, kind of, it's hard to, to do it with Beatty because otherwise we got one every every couple of days. Well, it'll depend. <laughs> <laughs> it'll depend if, if he's... A, on the Utah train or the Lakers train Lakers. or the Cavs Under. or the Heat. I'm just trying to make Thunder. this regular season interesting, you know? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I get around that. But hey, look. what do you reckon? You know, Boston v. Bulls. Looks like the Bulls have the momentum right uh, now. Straight off the bat, it's the Bulls, baby. The Bulls oh. are back. I can't, this is the first time you'll ever hear me saying this. Probably in the entire time we've done this podcast because I feel like the Bulls <laughs> have been terrible for that entire time. Um, but... I mean, the vibe, we want to talk about juice. We want to talk about vibes. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid at the moment. Mm. Whatever's happening That's in true. Chicago, I'm here for Jake, it. Jake, there's there's more juice coming out of Beantown than there is... Uh, sorry, coming out of Chicago than there is Beantown. Oh, no, there's a there's a juice shortage uh, in, <laughs> in Beantown. That's for damn sure. My my grandpa used to own an apple juice factory. Maybe you should have held on to it. I don't know, <laughs> because we're lacking in juice at the moment. Um, Mate, and I didn't... I mean, I think... You got a significant upgrade in the juice department with the coach, like just purely from an aesthetic, like, oh, look at mm. this guy. And obviously, again, it's early days, but like, yeah. I think they're still feeling it out. Come on. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, not, like, let's no, not get too horny here, but like. Betty's like, wait, the Celtics suck. This is great news. Let's go, baby. Take it all day long. Um, yeah, early. The, the, I, the interesting thing, I guess, is that. Uh, the inconsistencies have come from the Jays, which has been not the case. Like last year, the issue was the Jays were pretty excellent for most of the year, and the problem was everybody else. But Al Horford, we touched on earlier. I mean, he's he's looked incredible. Rob, Rob Williams has been mostly healthy, missed the last game because he was sick, but been really, really good. Dennis Schroeder been pretty excellent as well. Um, Josh Richardson so- had a big game the other day. Yeah, and look, uh, he's been he's been that was by far his best game. He's been up and down, um, but I actually think that the the issue has been the coach so far, and makes sense. You see, he's he's coached six or five NBA games, but um, he's he's running a switch everything defense that the players haven't figured out yet, um, and it's just leading to a couple of games where offensive rebounds have been a massive issue. It's been a, there's been a bad effort game against Toronto. Um, his the offense there's just been there's been no no Al Horford Tatum pick and pops, which were the bread and butter of when it and Kyrie were running the offense. Um, so I'd really like to see them that get going. Um, and I think Tatum Tatum often has like these slow starts, like or weird little stretches where he's he's figuring stuff out. Like I saw he's shooting like 40% at the rim where he shot 70% at the rim last season. So, And Jason and Jalen are shooting awfully from three. So you just look at a couple of things. And then also double OT game against the Knicks. Obviously could have gone either way. Double OT game against the Wizards could have gone either way. They had an OT uh, against the Hornets too, didn't they? Yeah, and, the, yeah. Um, and then yeah, they had the OT game against the Hornets. Um, is there anything that is encouraging you, though? Something you've seen that maybe through Brad's tenure you never saw before? Well, that's I, I said this when we got rid of Brad, and is that I was kind of worried. Like, 
as much as we sat here and we're like, maybe Brad's not the, well, you sat here and said Brad's maybe not the guy to get us over the hill, but like, inarguably amazing when it comes to X's and O's. Like, had a rough year last year, which I think was more injury related, but always had a top five defense, even when Isaiah Thomas was on the team. Like, this dude ran really good teams. And so, um, from that perspective, I was always a little bit worried. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ema's been calling, calling the boys out in the press, which Brad Stevens never did once. Um, and that's what all of the Celtics fans on Twitter wanted. They were calling Brad a, um, a virgin bitch. And so, um, <laughs> but, you know, um, these guys are grown-ups. And I think it has to come down to the Jays. I think that they've, they've had moments of being amazing. Obviously, Jalen, 46. Tatum had a 41.87. It's just consistency, knocking down shots figuring out these new calls, stuff like that. Um, yeah, Celtics buy a million tomorrow. I don't know. Easy money. It's going to be bloody tight, I think. It's interesting, like, of all things to switch up on the Celtics, that the defense was what they went with, going for a switch-heavy defense, when it's been so successful for so long. And arguably, they got even better defenders to chip in on that this year. Yeah. Um, I just... Switch some guys, Smart, Jason, Jalen, Horford. You can kind of switch them onto anybody. But then you're know, switching Schroeder and Pritchard or, or even Rob Williams onto anyone. It just doesn't seem like a, it, hasn't, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked, it's just objectively. So um, I wonder if that's going to be something that they are just implementing to start or are they going to try and switch it up? Well, I guess we'll see. If it continues to not work, I'm guessing you... They, they, they should throw it out the window, but I don't well, know this, what's going to happen with him. This is going to be a fascinating matchup then because the Bulls' offense is very switch-heavy, very uh, mismatch-heavy. Mm. We've got lots of players that can switch from, you know, the three to the two to the one to the four even at times. When Patrick Williams was out there, there was a lot of that. Like in one possession, he'll be playing the four and Zach will be the point guard. And then the next possession, DeMar DeRozan will be the point guard and Caruso will be the four. Hmm. So in that sense, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of wins out in the end. What what I do like for the Celtics is that one, obviously, you know, Pat Williams is out now. And so he's really, before the season started, would be the only guy I would feel comfortable as a Bulls fan saying who could actually guard Tatum or Jalen. Um, I can tell you right now, it's Lonzo and Caruso or Bust. Well, yes. Yeah, so, so and, and man, I mean, look. Crusoe is an awesome defender, but I mean, he is insanely undersized when it comes to defending Jalen and Jason. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Vooch, obviously, not a great interior defender. So I'm hoping this actually could be a get right offensive game for the Celtics. Um, but I know the Bulls offensively have been really good and the Celtics defense has been bad. So um, could Double be a high overtime scoring then. <laughs> yeah, take the over. <laughs> Sounds like, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, the Celtics need this one a lot more than the Bulls is in the garden where the Celtics haven't played well yet. So it would be, um, be good for them to bring some juice. You'd think that they'd be they'd be getting up for a, 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 the one it's seed a in the East. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bulls, Celtics, obviously, history, historical teams. Uh, yeah, look, look I'm, you know what? I've talked myself into it. Celtics, give me this go. <laughs> Beatty, did we talk you into any changing? You still no, got your I, I, I like flag the Bulls. planted. I, I, I mean, the Celtics need to sort themselves out, and I, I, I'm sure they will, but just not tomorrow. Well, 
I don't like this, but the Celtics are favored by two points. Uh, I, I do uh, agree I with point about Williams, Celtics man. Oh, dude, you could get Tatum and Brown. They should be winning. Yeah, I agree, and I, I, and that, I think that's kind of why I'm not too worried. Yeah. It's like if you're if the problem has been their consistency, yeah. Well, then I, I, I'm not too worried. Um, but yeah, and first time in what feels like most of my life at this point, um, the Celtics have a clean injury report. Not a single person on it for tomorrow. You better touch that wood knee. No mate. COVID. No. <laughs> No non-COVID-related illnesses. You've no, just done it to him. No tendinopathy <laughs> of some shit like that. Just fucking tired because they've played two overtime games three, and three total, two double overtime and one normal overtime games in the first six games. So get ready to run, Bulls. And they like to run as well, which I'm, I really like that about the Bulls. Both, yeah. This, this is, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely concerned. Patrick Williams is not there. I mean, he's only a second-year guy, but he's already that critical yeah. um, to both getting out and running and defending this frenetic scheme. Um, so in that regard, I'm a little bit nervous as well that the Jays are going to figure it out. This is the game for them to do it. See, if this was Beatty, he'd be like, no chance. Bulls, like, Josh is just too humble and... <laughs> It's not humble. It's not He's humble. It's like, oh, no, you're probably right. The Celtics going to win. And I'm like, no, fight no, back. I, no, I, I, I really do think the, the Williams, like I agree. Someone made the point earlier that without him, you just lack that size on the wing. And mm-hmm. when the other team's best two players are big wings, you know, like what, what are we doing now? Like it's, yeah, it's going to be, that's the concern, right? Mm. But also Javante Green revenge game. Nah. So, I'm not a fan, Jake. <laughs> interesting, because Bulls Twitter is a fan. Well, yeah, I, I, early days. He only plays a couple of minutes every game. I shouldn't be too harsh. I was going to say that's going to that magic's going to run out. I promise you, Bulls fans. Yeah, because he's going to have to come into some sort of role now. Because this yeah. Patrick Williams thing is a season long. He's not yeah. coming back. So that sucks, man. That, that sucks. really sucks. Yeah. That's our first one, I guess. Right of the year. First season longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Well, I'm here, on that I'm day, here, I'm here for the Zach Levine 50 piece. That's it. <laughs> Bam. Hey, I these boys, you know, I, they're both ha- Drew Hamlin boys. You know, they should be uh, should be up for for going one on one. Yeah, we will definitely get like at least a one minute stretch where they're going up against each other for a couple of possessions. Yeah, getting getting saucy with it. I've liked Zach as well this year. He's just he's just fun to I like. How can Zach you play. not? How yeah. can you not? He's amazing. Anyway, fellas. Cool. That's my Let's update. It's, um, yeah, it's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got the backdoor cup bowl tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. As always, my name is Josh DiMatteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Find us on all good podcasting platforms we're there we're listenable we're here for you listener that's right until next week peace